the Russians are coming. Nathaniel's son Peter wrote a monster bestseller about a vengeful shark, providing the Benchley dynasty with a trifecta. Nathaniel notes that his dad was hampered in his quest to write history by a scholarly version of obsessive-compulsive behavior. If he came across some informational lead, he had to follow it wherever it went, and then had to follow that wherever it led, and so on. At dawn he was still awake, the floor littered with books, determinedly reading some passage in a volume totally unrelated to the Queen Anne era. Lucky for him, he lived before the age of Google. As for the bottom line, his biographer posits that Benchley's Scheherazade-style research kept him from having to confront the fear that often gnaws at those who find themselves bearing the mantle of humorist, that when the chips were down, he would find himself unable to write adequately on a serious topic. More on that mantle of humorist in a moment. Meanwhile, my own theory is that most humorists, to use that awful word, find their way to Thalia's workshop after discovering themselves incompetent in other more practical professions—cosmetic surgery, personal injury law, gun industry lobbying, etc. Benchley's career as a student at Harvard inclines me to this insight. He had to sit for a final exam in which he was asked to discuss the arbitration of the international fisheries problem in respect to hatcheries, protocol, and dragnet and travel procedure as it affects a. the point of view of the United States, and b. the point of view of Great Britain. Benchley stared at the question, then took up his pencil and wrote, I know nothing about the point of view of Great Britain in the arbitration of the international fisheries problem, and nothing about the point of view of the United States. Therefore, I shall discuss the question from the point of view of the fish. I like to think he got an A, but those Harvard profs can be sticklers. As to mantle of humorist, mantle seems, gosh, an awfully grand term. In the pages of this book, I cite a New Yorker cartoon in which a Washington, D.C. politician scowls at his secretary as she approaches his desk, holding in outstretched arms a folded garment. No, no, Miss Clark, I asked you to bring in the mantle of greatness, not the cloak of secrecy. That's more like it. I doubt Robert Benchley ever thought he was wearing a mantle over his shoulders. He'd have more likely called it a negligee. As for humorist, I know a few folks who earn their daily bread by making people laugh, either with word processor or paintbrush or on stage, and I can't remember a one of them ever referring to him or herself as a humorist. Why would you? It's only asking for it. You're a humorist? Yeah? Say something humorous. I've never called myself by the odious term, but I have heard these scrotum-tightening words and shuddered. Comic, on the other hand, or comedian are another matter. They're straightforward job descriptions, and in any case hardly apply to me, alas. Satirist? Problematical. As the playwright George S. Kaufman permanently defined it, satire is what closes on Saturday night. Satirist is no insult, but it's a ten-dollar word. Would you put it on your passport application under occupation? On your business card? Tombstone? 
Perhaps. Here lies John Q. Jones, husband, father, satirist. Maybe that's it. A satirist is a dead humorist who concentrated on pointing out everyone else's failings rather than his own. The old Siwa Indignatio, Latin for fierce indignation, it's on the gravestone of the greatest satirist of them all, Jonathan Swift. It should be pointed out, I suppose, that he made his living as a preacher. One time before I gave a talk to a sizable audience in the Midwest, the gracious and well-meaning host introduced me as a satirist. He repeated the word several times, which surely had some folks wondering why on earth the lecture committee had invited a sex fiend to address them at eleven o'clock in the morning in the Civic Center. An elderly lady came up to me afterward and sweetly asked how old I was when I first decided that I wanted to be a satirist. I wasn't quite sure how to respond.